Someone got some air. Snap. I still hate you. I still hate you. That's such power. It's raw power. Dad, what are you doing? It's Shark Week. of Horror Haven Podcast. I'm Erica. I'm Sierra. I'm Dylan. This week, the best week of the year, the one you've all been waiting for, we're covering Jaws. It's Shark Week. We're hyped as shit. We got tons of stuff coming right at you. Gonna blow your fucking minds. There is a creature alive today has survived millions of years of evolution without change, without passion, and without logic. It lives to kill. A mindless eating machine. It will attack and devour anything. It is as if God created the devil and gave him Jaws. Jaws was released in the summer of 1975. It was directed by Steven Spielberg and follows the police chief Brody of the beach island town of Amity as a shark terrorizes the beaches and him, Matt Hooper, who is a marine biologist, and Quint all try to track down this great white shark that is preying on the vacationers at the beach. It likes babies. That's what you get for being a tourist. I love rum babies. I like the part where it eats the child. <laughs> you would. That was great. And the mom, okay, everybody ran out of the water, and the mom's, like, looking, and we know. We know her baby's dead. But she don't know it yet. And then that bitch has the nerve to smack the chief of police. No, ma'am, you're smacking the wrong man. It's the mayor. You should be smacking in his pastel colored striped overcoat. <laughs> okay, let's start from the beginning. <laughs> All right, so the movie opens out with um, a bunch of teenagers on the beach. They're playing music, doing typical 70s teenager shit. And Running around naked? Yeah, so... Uh, Summer, nudity's all right. <laughs> so uh, this, girl, this girl decides to go swimming, goes in the water. Skinny dipping. Skinny dipping. That's your first mistake. And she is killed by a shark. Wait, I have a question about this scene. It makes sense, okay? Okay, so she gets killed by a shark in the water. And she's, like, screaming. She's like, ah, help me. I'm drowning. And meanwhile, the guy that was trying to get it in with her is laying in the water, like, looking asleep on the shore. I don't think she was screaming. I think she got pulled underwater. No, she was definitely, like, ah, ah, help. And then, like, the guy's just kind of laying there on the beach, like... Yo, he's fucking drunk. I think he was sleeping. Maybe he was... Sometimes... Fine. Well, It I was know, probably the, the devil's lettuce. Probably. Probably. <laughs> Sometimes, though, like, on the beach, like, it... The sound, like, the waves, like, you don't realize how loud they are, but they distort the sound a lot. Until like, your, your future fuck buddy is drowning. <laughs> so, oh, no, but the best part about it was when they found her body. Arm. Arm. <laughs> her body, in quotations... He's like, gonna okay. say nobody can see your quotations. So listen, <laughs> Chief of Police Martin Brody gets the call. He goes to the beach because the kid can't find the girl, and he was worried about her. He thought she ran off. No, he saw. He thought she drowned. 
maybe, but he also thought she ran off. Like, there was, like, he, like, he's like, well, I thought she ran off, but then I didn't see her again, so maybe she drowned, you know. So then there's, like, another police officer on the beach, and he just, like, falls to his knees, and he just looks horrified. And then you see, like, the hand sticking up, but there's a bunch of, like, little crabs all around it that I bet you she got pinched. They buried the actress. Yeah. Um, Instead of using a prop. They used they a prop, but Steven Spielberg wasn't happy with the prop. He thought that it looked too fake, so they buried the actress and just had her arm sticking out. You know, like, she was on a dune. They could have just put her on the side of the dune and stuck her hand through They probably sand. did do something along those lines. I doubt they, like, fully buried her Yo, besides her arm. <laughs> <laughs> they were reenacting, um, creep show. Well... <laughs> So, so like an um, arm instead of a head. something that I noticed from the beginning of this movie, and I actually like caught on to it quite a bit, and we mentioned it in our Universal Monsters episode, is how much the shots underwater were so reminiscent of Creature from the Black Lagoon, because you have like the the girl like the bottom view, which I I guess if you have something underwater, like you're how you're bound to have that it? shot, yeah, yeah. But it just some of the shots just seemed very similar to well, creature the the poster like the the cover poster where it's like jaws and it's got the girls swimming it's very 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 reminiscent of that brody marks it up as a shark attack and he tries to get the beach shut down and the mayor mayor pastel overcoat mayor pastel overcoat i guess so he wants to shut the beaches down. The mayor says, no, we're not doing that. Um, it's not a shark attack. Maybe it was a boat attack, which... A boat attack? A boat attack. A boat so, accident. A boat accident, whatever. She but, got tired. She got caught in the propeller, chopped up. You know, the boat took bites out of her. Clearly. She got <laughs> So the thing that made me laugh about this scene is uh, you have... Chief Brody going throughout the town. He's getting stuff to make signs to say the beach is closed. He's telling everybody what happened along the way. And the mayor hears about it, and he goes and, like... It's not just the mayor, either. It's, like, him and a bunch of realtors of the area. Yeah, they go, and they, like, corner Brody on this, like... On the ferry? Yeah, the ferry to bring the cars across. And they have him, like, cornered, and they're like, we're not closing this beach. And I was like, yo, this is the fucking mob right here. Like, this is a fucking mob movie. But I, I said it as a joke, but looking into it um originally because this is based off of a book um in the book the mayor was actually being threatened by the mafia because the mafia had ties to the town that's where they made a lot of their money um because it brought in so much money so i thought that was funny that i i made that comment and then looking into it we were researching the episode yeah i mean not to discuss the entire plot of the movie but they bring in a marine biologist matt hooper and he Wears awesome glasses that are, like, hexagon-shaped. Yeah, he's trying to convince them, like, this is definitely a shark. I don't know why you're marking this up as a boat accident. Like, we need to shut the beaches down. And he's trying to show that this is a threat. They have a town meeting about it. And the sheriff's like, we need to shut down the beaches. And all the townspeople were pissed. He's like, there's a shark in the water. You don't want to swim in the lake. This is bullshit, Sheriff Brody. And then they have, uh, that's where it introduces Quint, who is the captain of a boat who offers to catch and kill the shark for $10,000. Because before that, there was an, a reward to whoever kills the shark for 3000 And he says, I'll find the shark for $3,000. i will kill it for ten. So Genius. as the movie goes on, more and more shark attacks happen. And they end up deciding to hire Quint to... What happens to the money? We're not there yet. We'll explain. So they end up hiring Quint to 
kill the shark and Quint, Hooper, and Brody all go on this boat and the second half of the movie is spent with them on the boat trying to catch the shark and kill the shark. And singing sea shanties. Yeah. So, How's that's that one the movie. song go? Um, I don't wanna go home. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> That's the best part. I get so excited when Jared Brody 2 gets into it and he's like drumming on the thing. And then you just see the fucking boat. It's like, boom, boom, boom. And then the shark is attacking them. And then they So the scientist says that it's a tiger shark. I mean, it's not a tiger shark, and they catch a tiger shark, and all the townspeople are like, we caught the fucking shark! They didn't. But they didn't. And they didn't want to listen, and they were like, listen. The scientist was like, listen. Let's cut this guy open. Maybe he is a shark. Whatever he's eaten in the last 24 hours is still gonna be in his digestive tract because they digest very slowly. And they're like, nah, we're not gonna do that. And then later he gets Brody drunk and Brody's like, yeah, let's go cut it open. And they did, and then they pulled out like a half a fish, a full fish, a can, some other stuff, but there was no people. It wasn't the tiger shark. Tiger shark died in vain. <laughs> Poor tiger shark. But aren't they vicious? They're not, not vicious, but they're like yeah. aggressive. Okay, so the, the thing that kind of bothers me about this movie is it's given sharks such a bad rep. And it's Bill's the same shark thing. Activist. I am very big on sharks. And that's kind of what bothers me a lot about Shark Week. So I'll watch Shark Week for the educational shows. He's but, obsessed with Shark Week. Don't let him fool you. But the ones that are like, oh my God, Blood Beach. There's Summer of Blood. There's... Shark attacks everywhere. It just annoys me because... We live in Topsail. We know where all the shark attacks happen. So, yeah, that's the one thing that really bugged me about this movie. But, I mean... One of the things I read, though, is that it actually was very positive on... um, It had, like, later on, like, obviously, since it was filmed, I think it was, like, maybe back in, like, 2014. Just, like, the promotion with, like, as much stuff as Jaws still does and, like, as often as it still plays... And with Shark Week and stuff like that, all that stuff has actually done a lot to helping um, restore, like, the great white shark population and a lot of the other shark populations, which is really good. It's positive. Yeah. Um, that's the kind of like, stuff we like to see, but this is a horror podcast, so we do like <laughs> the ass, blood, and guts, too. Speaking of a great white shark, that's what it truly was. Bruce is a great... Did they even ever name it? Did they mention that Steven Spielberg named Named all three of them. There was three props that they used, and all three of them were named Bruce, and that's why I think the movie should have been called Bruce and not fucking Jaws. (laughs) Jaws. Well, he has Jaws, but we have Jaws, so they can make a movie about anybody and call it Jaws. Bruce would have been way better. Uh, Yeah. Could you imagine the Jaws cover, and it's like, Bruce. You're like, what the fuck is Bruce? (laughs) Who's Bruce? Is Bruce the main character? Is he the shark? Maybe he's the boat. No, the boat's Orca, and it gets destroyed. That's a whole other thing, though. There's a part where police chief... Brody is climbing the sinking boat and it just so happens to stop sinking for him very conveniently so that he can shoot at this damn shark. Excuse me, it was sinking like super fast and all of a sudden, no, it's not going to sink anymore. This is bullshit. All right, so the biggest debate that we had with this movie was, is it a horror movie? No. Because Sierra says no. I say yes in a sense. Erica, we haven't asked you. I was a little up in the air about this myself. And write down the date, boys and girls. This is not one that I just watched for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) 
So I, I kind of batted that back and forth, like, cause I was really amped about this episode. I, I too, like, I really like sharks and the whole shark week thing. It's awesome. You know, we live by the beach and we've discussed our love of the ocean and its critters. So I was kind of up in the air on whether I thought this was a horror movie or not myself, but since watching it again and really like thinking about it and like watching it, not just for the sake of watching it, but actually like delving into it and kind of picking it apart. I think that yes, it is a horror movie and this is my reason why. So there are tons of different subgenres within horror. So, you know, you have your like campy horror movies, you have your more cult based ones, you have your more, uh, like your 80s cheesy films aliens. and you have your slashers and your aliens and your creatures and you have all these different things and we are totally okay with categorizing things movies with like serial killers as horror because it, it is something scary and i just feel like it's just a different creature I, to me jaws is no different than like a werewolf or well that was my thing with it is the fly it, it's it's <laughs> a horror movie mm. that focuses on an animal being the killer. And I would call it a horror movie for the same reason I would call Cujo a horror movie. Or Annabelle or something like that, where there it's something that's like... Well, I mean like animals based. Like for, if, for somebody to say, oh, it's just an animal killing people, it's not horror. Well, Cujo is a horror movie and it's just... A, yeah, same thing, same concept. Just all, yeah. Okay, so here's my side on this. I feel like this movie is free willy for adults. I don't think it's scary. I don't think it scared people that's at the, the time. Okay, okay, it did scare people at the time. That, that's great. But like, you could watch any other movie that has a shark attack and it not be considered a horror movie. So what are you saying now? Every movie that feature, every surf movie that features a shark attack is now a horror movie as well. No, but not every movie that has somebody die in it is a this horror movie. This is a grade A fishing adventure movie. Fishing adventure movie. I, no, I, I disagree with that. And I think it's because it's the, the big thing about it was that they were going after it because of the fact that it was bold enough to it, it killed, but it was repeatedly killing in a, in a very small area. Well, that's because like it was a serial killer. That's because mm -hmm. it was controlled by remote control. Steven Spielberg did all the killing. So I'm, you know what I mean? Like if you if you look at it like from that that kind of aspect. I mean, it's, to me, I think it's a horror movie. And I think for that time, it's very, it's a very real type of horror. Like, you know what I mean? It's going back to this is something I've repeated several times on different episodes. It was a different time back then. So there was no, now our type of horror is so like human based because it's very real to us. Whereas then, you know, you had, there were serial killers and there was some that they, we're still investigating and hunting down and stuff like that, but the the nature of like a horrible human like we see them today was something that was not quite there to them yet. So when you have these animals or different types of creatures and stuff like that, it was more be more believable then, and it was it was just a different type of horror. It just shows its age and when it was filmed and yeah, tells just, you a little bit about that you know that time. It just wasn't scary to me. It, it just made, felt like an adventure. Like, the whole thing just had, like, an adventure vibe to it It was me. a Steven Spielberg movie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Steven Spielberg, like, it, it, uh, there wasn't anything that was, like, super suspenseful. Like, I wasn't anticipating anything. I, it just wasn't to me. Dude, every time the shark was coming, those little things popped up. You knew it was going to happen. It wasn't like, oh, my God, where is it coming from? When is it going to happen? You knew exactly where it was, when it was, why it was there. Like, 
that was that. I it wasn't. I just that. don't. I just didn't think it was scary. And I don't. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I just felt like it was much more adventure. It was like a violent adventure, but it was it was an adventure. I disagree with it not being suspenseful. I think I was very much on the edge of my seat. I think a big thing that added to the suspense was the music, like the build up. Like you knew something was gonna happen. It's not like it was jump scares, but you were waiting to see what happened. Do you remember the episode of SpongeBob when they went on the they went on the ship and every time they opened the doors, the band would strike up and they play the music from Jaws. No. Like they were trying to catch Mr. Krabs' first dollar from the crab. <laughs> it's just the same thing. We were talking about it the other night about how um, this movie has like been, especially the, the captain of the of the orca, Quint. Quint has been like recreated and animated, and put in different movies like that same general character like poking fun at at that character. Uh, so that always comes back in it, and I, I think that this place has this movie has its spot for sure in pop culture because it is so uh, well known. And although they consider it a horror movie, I don't. I think that it is a movie that a lot of people can like, whether you like horror or not. You can find an appreciation for this movie whether you're, you're looking at it as an adventure, a horror movie, or like something to scare the shit out of your kids or keep them out of the water, you know? And, and in that way, it's, it's influenced pop culture in a lot of ways, and that's why I think you always see these reoccurring characters. Um, and I don't think it's to make fun of this movie. I think it's to like pay homage to it because a lot of people, they, there were great character development in this movie throughout the whole thing. Yeah, that's something I want to bring up. Quint was the coolest character, hands down. I, I think the characters stood out the most to me in the movie because for one, like you said, Sarah, there's good character development. For two, they were such believable characters. Like they oh, yeah. were not over the top at all. Like. They were people that you would expect to meet and talk to and, you know, normal people. And I really enjoyed that. I liked that the, not even just the main characters, but the situations in general, like the town meetings, um, Chief Brody wandering around the town and everybody talking to him. And like, yeah, like when Chief Brody's walking around the town, like it's stuff that you would expect to see in everyday life or experience in everyday life. And I think that was very well done. The third reason why the characters stood out to me was because the three main characters that you have are all complete polar opposite characters, but they're all brought together for this similar cause. And it's similar to like what we brought up with the reanimator movie. Like we love the characters so much because you had these two polar opposite characters that had a similar drive to them. And that was the same with this movie. I mean, Hooper and Quinn, they butted heads the whole movie, but at the end of the day, like, they bonded on the they ship. They could sing together. Yeah, exactly. See, it all comes back to the song. Why don't we break down specifically character by character uh, and talk about um, pol- Police Chief Brody? I think something that's interesting, and Dylan didn't catch on um, initially when watching it, um, towards the beginning of the film it does mention that Sheriff Brody does not like the water at mm-hmm. all. He's terrified of it. And this is before there's even shark attacks. He's already does not like it. He's really hesitant about his children being near it or in it or on boats, um, unless it's like very shallow water, <clears throat> which I think is is uh, an interesting detail to add to his character in a movie that takes place, like half of it takes place in the middle of the ocean where there's no land. Um, there is a scene in this movie that I think um, was probably scary for that character especially, was like the third shark attack 
Um, he had sent his son thinking that he would be safer to what they called the pond, which was like an inlet kind of area, so it was a lot more shallow than the beach where they were swimming. And um, he thought his son would be more safe there because he was aware of the uh, shark attacks. And uh, it turned out that there was these two kids swimming in the beach with fake shark fins, and everybody was like, oh, the sharks, but they weren't. That was and my favorite part. It was a really interesting... <laughs> and the, some troll They, they were, like, holding then, guns yeah. in their kids' faces, but then, like, they, they, like, got the kids out of the water, and they're like, oh, you little shitheads, pretty much. And then all of a sudden, like, this girl starts screaming, there's a shark, there's a shark in the pond, there's a shark in the pond. And um, immediately, Sheriff Bro or Officer Brody's wife turns to him and is like, the boys are in the pond. And they were, and, and there was, like, a man on his little rowboat... And for some reason, he's like asking the boys if they're okay. Like they didn't know yo, there was a shark was, at that point. He, he was a some, yo. He yeah. had some ca to catch a predator vibe <laughs> going on in that water. The sun. shark literally, Bruce literally comes out from behind him while the, like the boys are facing him, so they see it happening and he doesn't see it coming. And the shark comes out from behind him, and just takes him down and takes the boat down. The boys all flip off the boat, and you're just like, oh gosh, watch sheriff or officer Brody's boy get killed that suck and like the it's just like his younger son on the beach like crying he doesn't yeah. know Which, what to I'm do i'm sorry but it's that's a very emotional scene was way too young to be that close to the fucking water unsupervised yeah, yeah like, right it was the 70s they uh, were like that and it was like a it was a like community mm -hmm. town i feel like it was kind of like oh that's chief yeah. Birdie's kid if well, he, we'll keep an eye on him type thing you know what i think too is like it was 1975 i'm oh, pretty yeah. sure like in the 70s, they just, like, tossed their kids in and was like, hope they float. I'm pretty sure my parents did that to me in the 90s. So. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, right? I just, like, my mom was like, jump off this cliff. And I was like, all right. I did it. I trusted her. And I survived. I love that scene, too, because that's the first time you see the, like, actually see the shark. And it's not a full view, but it's, like, a side view. Like, he turns sideways, sideways and snatches yeah. the guy down. Can we talk about Bruce next? That's an important character. Sure. Okay. Very, very good for its time. Extremely good for its time. But it, like, bothered me how, like, it was very robotic. Like, the way it moved, it wasn't, like, fluid. Like, you would imagine a fish would be. You know, you imagine it being very, like, soft and, like, easy gliding, kind of. Um, it wasn't. But I'm not, like, picking that apart because it was 1975. Um, I feel like that's the only way to really do it. Too, yeah. Because now you just have a CGI shark. Exactly, yeah. absolutely. And, and I appreciate the, the art and the work that went into that. It, it, that was, like, just one thing. Like, it kind of took me out of it a little bit. Not, not enough to be like, oh, the movie sucked. But, like, you could tell that the shark was not, like, authentic. But I think that it's also really cool in the scene where the scientists had to go down in the metal cage um, to try and, like dose the shark with poison, right? Yeah. Um, they used a real shark for that scene in the water, and, it, you know, it looked really nice. So, um... I don't even think that was purposely done, too. I think Steven Spielberg, if I'm not mistaken... He just, mistaken, like, added it in later? No, if I'm not mistaken, like, they were filming it, and an actual shark came. Oh, that's and they just lucky. Kept I don't footage. know if it was that. There was also, um, they had somebody, um... I read somewhere that they, they had, like, footage that they were getting from a different location of sharks like in their natural environment mm -hmm. that and might that have been was, what it was yeah. that was the whole reason that they swayed um that swayed him from killing off hooper was he was supposed to die but they got that shot that footage of the shark attacking the cage mm -hmm. and 
he liked it so much that he wanted to use it. So he rewrote it so that he didn't die. And the guy that played Hoover was actually really upset about it. He was sad that he didn't die. I yeah, like, he yes. was like really anticipating that, like that whole, the whole, I guess the whole sequence that they had planned out for his death, he was like super hyped for and then it didn't <laughs> happen. He was like, he was a little salty about it. But the sharks, I read that the sharks were like, I think it cost them $250,000 a piece to make. There was three yep. of them. And they had to pull them out, rinse them off, and repaint them every night after shooting. Jeez. And they almost lost one. They dropped it, and it sunk to the bottom. Yeah, I can imagine that they'd be pretty heavy. So the Bruces were an actual pain in the ass. Yeah, it would have been a hell of a lot easier. Are they in a museum somewhere? I'm sure. There's probably like Universal, maybe. Um, Yeah, no, I think that Bruce is a really well-developed character, I think. Um, he was angry as fuck for no reason. You're personifying the shark. <laughs> Maybe there was no lady sharks. You don't know. <gasps> Maybe he was. Maybe it was sexual frustration. That's an or it was a female. Poor little... Ooh, maybe it was a female and there was, like, baby sharks nearby. You know how, like, mama bears get, like, all, like, get the fuck away from my cubs. I think sharks oh, just, no, like, right? shoot them out and they're don't, like, like, bye. Don't, like, shark babies... Eat their siblings in the womb. Certain sharks. So. I think tiger sharks, actually. Okay. So the great white sharks are huge. Huge. I think they said that um, Bruce in the movie, like when they, not like production company said it, but like in the movie, they said that I think Hooper said, like, oh, that's a 20 footer. Then that, Hooper said it's a 20 footer, and then Quint came in afterwards and was like 25. Which blew my mind because here he is on the boat, right? And he is trying to fish this bitch. And he's got his rig and it's set up and he's got the holder on. And he goes to strap into this fucking thing. I'm like, if that pulls you, you were gone. You were coming <laughs> off the end of that fucking boat. You were getting eaten. Nobody's seeing your ass ever again. Bye. I loved his setup on his <laughs> boat, though, for fishing. That was legit, like, the whole, like, harness and then the clips and the whole metal thing. Because he clipped himself to, okay, he cl- his his chair was attached to the boat. He was attached to the chair. His, his uh, pole was attached to him and the chair. Like, there was, I don't think it was actually like attached put... to the chair, though. It was, because it clipped into the, the side of the chair, too. Did it? Because all yeah. I just, like, I remember seeing him, like, dis, like distinct seeing the straps lock into the pole. Yeah. That's why I was, like... It was super interesting. It, um, I mean, if I was going to go... I would love to go deep sea fishing on a, on a boat like that. I think that would be, like, really, really cool. But um, his we setup was, was impressive, and, like... His boat wasn't, so I think it's funny that he had, like, this really legit fishing setup and, like, this, like, ratty old boat. The Those orca. Ratty old boats are the, the orca. Best. Now the next we got to talk about the personality of the orca. We're not talking about the personality <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. It's a, it's a cool boat, though. The It was. Rip. The line, you're going to need a bigger boat, was improvised. Improvised, yeah. I like the, the delivery of it. I think the line wasn't that impressive, but the delivery of it was excellent. It's no, the best iconic line, though. The best line in this movie is, like, what, smile? Smile, you son of a bitch, and yeah, he shoots smile, the tank. Yeah, smile, you son of a bitch. <laughs> that, was, that was nice. That was ballsy. Like, I, was I would be like, I'm dying today. <laughs> I was waiting for it, too. It was like... He's like, come on, blow up. And then, like, right before he said it, I was like, smile, you son of a bitch. And then he said it. And then Sierra just looked at me like, you're a fucking loser. <laughs> you are a loser, but that's besides the point. Quint? Quint. You were, you were making comments on his name before? 
Quint is he was the, the best character. He was the fifth victim. Quint means five. Rest in peace. No, yes. I was so sad when he died. It was it was heartbreaking. He's like the the friendly, not even the friendly. He was like that crazy drunk guy that hangs around like the local bar, that everybody knows, but like they don't really like associate with because like he's a drunk. My dad. <laughs> <laughs> Andy. Um. Now he was. I, I think, from what I took from it, he was like that in real life, too, and it caused a lot of problems on set because he was drinking a lot on set, and it was causing a lot of conflict. They should have asked him his life story because I bet you it was fun. Well, uh, in the movie, the story that he gives about the USS <clears throat> Indianapolis was an actual event that happened. Um, it's It's not recorded as the biggest shark attack in history because I think it's something like... It was either before they started recording shark attacks or it was... There was no proof that all of the deaths were from sharks or how many were from sharks, but there was a U.S. boat that blew up that had about 700, maybe more people, soldiers on it. How many came back? 300-something. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, they were all getting eaten by sharks. Okay, well, think about this, okay? Our fish... That's brutal as shit. Our fish, we serve daily a cube that's maybe like a quarter-inch... Wide. Where are you going with this? <laughs> These sharks ate 200 full-size men. 200? 400? Three. Oh, four. We're all, none of us can count. 400 full-size men. How many sharks do you think there were? Four. There's got to be like 80 sharks. Well, if you ask Quint, maybe thousands. There should have been thousands. <laughs> because think about that. you got to think, like, when, when they cut open that tiger shark, too... He only had two fish in him. Like, they probably don't eat that much. So, like, there had to have been a lot. Hooper. If you want to break down every character since you broke down everybody but Hooper. I got this. Hooper is me. <laughs> you wish you were Hooper. You're not but that But I can't get a beard. No, you can't. You can't grow fish. No, but I, I will be the one to say I am very know-it-all fucking shark-obsessed. He, <clears throat> he is shark-obsessed. Shark like, last year he literally, like, threw a hizzy fit because we could not... Because he thought we weren't going to be able to record Shark Week, but we got cable so that he could... For that month. We got cable for that month. So that he could record Shark Week. And this week, this year, he doesn't get Shark Week because we don't have cable again. Oh, I'll get it. You just wait. Don't you have the hookup with somebody? Somebody's getting you Shark Week. Somebody's getting me Shark Week. I'll get the fix. We won't mention names. (laughs) But he was very certain... And he, like, I mean, he's a scientist, so, like, he's he's the expert. So when he looked at the remains of the first victim, he he was very certain that it was a shark. He was also very sure and certain that it was not a tiger shark. The diameter of the mouth did not add up to make sense. It was too small of a shark. I think that he was still extremely shocked when they finally did see Bruce. I don't think he think it was that big of a shark. And he was very brave for a little nerdy guy. I mean, he was always willing to go in the water with the shark. And, like, he's the only person who was, like, aware of the shark and still willing to go in the water that didn't die. So, I mean, like, I guess, like, that's cool. Good for him. Yeah, my ass would not be going in there, especially after... There's a scene where Hooper... There's a scene where Hooper and Brody, and it's towards the middle of the movie, they go out on a boat to find this shark, and it's the middle of the night, and they find this wrecked boat, and Hooper goes underwater, and... I fucking, we all jumped. We had the surround sound on while we were watching it, and the face pops out of the hole of the dead guy, and I fucking jumped so high. And 
I jump every fucking time. Even though I've seen this movie a thousand times, I know it's coming. I still jump every fucking time. <laughs> Do you know that that scene, I remember watching this for the first time. And I was I was young. And I watched it, um, I think I watched it with my dad, actually. You watched it in 75? And, uh, <laughs> fuck you, Sarah. <laughs> um, I remember that part. And it fucked me up so bad that I, like, it tripped me out to go underwater. And, like... We had boats and stuff growing up, and we'd go out somewhere, and there'd be yeah, and we'd have like we and we always we'd swim underneath the pontoon, (laughs) fucking rich, and come up underneath it. And it took me probably like five years before I was comfortable like swimming (laughs) under the water and like like especially like murky water. It didn't matter really. I it could have been crystal fucking clear, but like to dive down and come up like in like under something, I was it just tripped me out. It was that that scene. I remember seeing um, Steven Spielberg. There was a part in the movie, I can't remember specifically what part it was, but it made the audiences during the test screening jump and like scream and like they got a big reaction out of it. So Steven Spielberg, uh, if I'm gonna directly quote where I read it, uh, he got greedy with it and he reshot that boat scene in a swimming pool in California to make it more of a jump scare. To, for the movie. Uh, to he used the movie. Um, powdered milk to make the water look foggy, mm-hmm. like salt water. I'd be pissed if someone filled my pool with powdered milk. Yeah, I'd be like, yo, <laughs> you clean this shit? That's it? That's all yeah. you do? You just say that to somebody? <laughs> That's fucking threatening. <laughs> I, You know, I think I sound scary, but nobody else thinks that, so... Am I scary? No. No, not really. I really enjoy this movie. Mm-hmm. I really did, and I know that Sira thinks that it's not a horror movie, and everybody has I don't their think... right to a wrong opinion. Wow, wrecked. <laughs> if you're listening so... <laughs> to this, comment on our Instagram. Let us know if you think this is a horror movie. Everyone's gonna hate me. This we're gonna like... have no, because you're not the only person I know who says it's yeah, not a no, horror movie. Kyle, it's Kyle a very, it it's a very divided. Yeah, but Kyle and Sira are the same fucking person. They're the same person. It's a very divided thing. Kyle's my brother. Yeah. Just so you guys are aware of what we're talking about, Kyle's my brother. Kyle's my husband. If you're listening, comment on our Instagram. Let us know what you think because I'm kind of curious to how many people would divide this up. Call me out, guys. Be like, yo, Sierra, you're fucking wrong. I'd love to hear it. And I'll reply personally. You know, I enjoy Jaws. I always have. And it's not just because I love sharks. I just think that it's a very enjoyable movie. So the movie ends with... They don't know if Hooper's alive because he dove, he got attacked by the shark in the cage. They don't know if he's alive. Um, Quint is dead. He got eaten. He, like, slid down the deck of the boat as it was sinking and right into the shark's mouth. And, it, like, he tried to kick it a couple times, but he was unsuccessful. Um, and it's just... Which, how are you going to kill the best character? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I'm still upset about that. And it just has Chief of Police Brody. Brody. I don't know how you forgot that. Go on. <laughs> Um, chilling on the sinking boat as the shark's attacking him, and he's uh, he's climbing up higher as as the boat continues to sink, and he keeps climbing. And then this is what I was talking about earlier: the boat conveniently stops sinking for him, and he looks at the the shark, and he can see the fin coming towards him, and he's like holding the gun, and he's waiting, and he's waiting, and he's waiting, and the shark comes up, and he has like a an air tank or a tank of some sort in his mouth, and he's like, "Smile, you son of a bitch!" and the shoots him and he explodes he fucking explodes i mean ch- chunks of shark as far as the eye can fucking see 
I'm gonna nitpick this scene a little bit. Wait, I'm not that done yet. And then, right in the nick of time, Hooper comes back to the surface, swims over, and they look at each other, and they laugh. No, and he says, Quint. No, and they is. smile at each other, and then he says, Quint. And Brody, laughing and smiling, shakes his head no, and they both start laughing. How fucked up and sadistic can you be? You just made, just prior to this, you sang songs with him the night before on the boat. And now all of a sudden, oh, he's dead, who cares? That's fucked up. To nitpick this scene a little bit, I wish that Brody didn't have as much dialogue in that part because he's like firing the gun and he's just one specific line. He's like, blow up, blow up. And I wish he didn't say that. And it just like out of nowhere blew up. Cause you know that that's what he's going for. But the fact that it's kind of like, the anticipation would have been... Yeah, it's kind of like if you're watching a movie and the like somebody's hiding from a killer and they're sitting there and they're like, go away, go away. Like, I, I, I don't... <laughs> uh, fun fact about this, this scene, too, was that uh, the boat actually had started to sink in real life. Mm-hmm. And the boat was going down, and uh, Spielberg's going on about, you know, save the crew, save... Or save, you know, save the actors, get the actors... And they had a quote from one of the camera guys that was like, fuck the actors, save the camera crew. (laughs) I was like, yeah, that'd have been me. Also, adding on to the ending, too, um, originally the ending was supposed to have uh, sharks. As Chief Brody and Hooper are swimming towards the shore, it was supposed to have sharks, like shark fins come up and start coming towards them. And I'm very, like, love-hate with it. Like... Spielberg cut it because he thought it would be too much, which I kind of agree with. But at the same time, it would have been a nice... I like endings to compare it a little bit to, like, my childhood, like, Goosebumps. Like, you think that everything's over, and then there's this, like, oh, just fucking kidding, and then it ends. I love that kind of stuff, but... I don't think they were going to make it back to Shore anyway. Shore was a long way away. They made it back. They made sequels. (laughs) They were actually in the sequels? I'm sorry, I don't... I think Brody was in the second. I don't yeah. really watch sequels because they usually suck ass, so <laughs> don't watch them. Yeah. He was in this, uh, the second one. All right, ratings. We're getting into ratings? Yeah, I figure we should because we keep getting off topic real bad. <laughs> this right. is going to be a short episode, friends. All right, I'll go first. Because I went last I'm last I'm going week. last because I went first last time. All right. So this movie is definitely a classic, not just in the horror community, but in film in general. It put shark movies on the map. Um, I mean, there's countless shark movies now that all stemmed from this movie being an influence. I would consider it horror. I would consider it a creature film. And I mean, my biggest complaint with it would probably be that it did give sharks a bad rep. But it's the times, and like you brought up, Erica, like they use it now for good reasons. But all in all, I would probably give this movie an 8.4. Is it my turn? Yep. I like Jaws. I think it's fun. I don't consider it a horror movie, mainly because it didn't scare me. But I guess like if sharks scare you, maybe it's a good horror movie for you or if you're afraid of water. Steven. (laughs) (laughs) Steven. Sorry. Um, He couldn't make it today. Um... Yeah, no, I think that if, if you're afraid of, of that kind of thing, I think maybe it would be more successful to you as a horror movie. For me, I felt like it was more of a like a scary adventure or like a thrill 
thrilling adventure movie. All in all, I think the technology that they used for the 70s to make a shark is very impressive. Uh, that alone, I think it gives it uh, a really good score. Um, the acting was great. The development of characters was awesome, which is really important to me when I'm watching a movie. Uh, I'm gonna give it a 7.8. What? 7.8. I like Jaws. I've seen it before, and it was nice to rewatch it, which I've explained isn't something I normally do. <laughs> I don't really like rewatching movies. Um, especially if I really like them the first time because, like, I have this, like, weird, like, photographic memory with the shit, so it's hard for me to, like, stay focused enough to watch it I'm always afraid, too, that I'm not going to enjoy it as much the second time, right? Yeah. And there's been, like, when we talked about, um, Cemetery Man, I said that's one that I would actually, I, like, I really want to go back and rewatch because I think it's important, too. Um, but this one, I mean, it's very, it, it had a, it had a simple plot. It was well done. It had really good character development, in my opinion. And I think that it was it was a very well-rounded movie. So I think that the way it was shot, like you said, was very reminiscent of um, Creature <coughs> from the Black Lagoon, which I think is kind of just universal for the fact that, no pun intended, <laughs> because it's underwater. Um, and, and I think that that was really a strong point in it because you're kind of getting that a different perspective. So I, I value that. I think it's, it was, it was a really good, um, good way of doing it. So Sorry. overall, I think that it was, it was a really good movie. I like Jaws a lot. I like the, the culture behind it and kind of how it fits. So basically I think that it was just well put together. I think that the way that they developed it I could see where it gave sharks a bad rep then, but I think that the sort of like the the way that it fits into like pop culture and the way that it fits now, I think it they use it as a very positive thing. So um, I think that's really cool. I think that kind of just shows you the way that our society has kind of moved, and that's kind of interesting to see that kind of juxtaposition between the two. So I, I, I like that a lot. Well, I think I read too um, that the author of the book said that if he had known about the behavior and like personality of sharks before writing the book he probably wouldn't have written it he just i mean i think it's something where a lot of people do it if you don't know or don't do research on sharks they're portrayed to be this like mm -hmm. vicious scary thing but looking into it they're really like gentle and like they're some are territorial but that's any yeah. animal really i mean like you go a lot of the aquariums around here you can go and you can pet them and mm -hmm. they're you know I have my three-year-old touches them, so it's <laughs> it just depends on the breed. I get it's it's really no different than a lot of animals. I mean, it just depends on, you know. I'm sure if you roll up on a great white in the middle of the ocean and there's nothing around and he's hungry, you're probably gonna get fucking snacked on. And I'm pretty sure that's your own fault. But I think that for my rating on this, I want to give it an eight point eight. Okay. So the average rating for the movie is an 8.3. Oh, I think that's rating. fitting. Mm -hmm. I think everybody else gave it a 10. I've yet to Dylan's give it a 10. Background, okay, Dylan's background on his phone right now is a below view looking up at a shark. So he was ready for this episode. All right, so we asked you guys on Instagram what you would rate this movie, and your average rating was 9.6. Thank you guys so much for listening today. Um, don't kill me too much for my reviews. Be ready and on the lookout for next week's episode. We'll be doing a remake episode where we're covering The Town That Dreaded Sundown, The Evil Dead, 
or no, Evil Dead and uh, the Friday the 13th remake. We're really excited about this episode. Uh, don't forget, you can find us on Instagram at Horror Haven Podcast. You can also find us on Facebook at Horror Haven Podcast. And you can check out our um, website for any updates and the schedule at horrorhavenmedia.com.